This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Monday edition, uh, I guess a Washington Post poll has, uh, it shows Trump up now. I mean, we were talking on radio about some polls that looked really close. It was like within the margin of error. This one's uh, Trump 46, Clinton 44. The average is essentially tied right now. I mean, there's been a couple polls where Clinton's been up, a couple polls where Trump has been up. Um, but, I mean, it's clearly tightened from a lot um, a few weeks ago. Now, yeah. but there's obviously reasons for that. Um, not just, yeah, but Trump, which is, of course, the main reason that controls all life on Earth. It's like the universal <laughs> law, yeah, for yeah, Trump. It, 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 um, it, uh, however, uh, the other reasons that could easily be at play here are, you know, he won the nomination. He's getting the bump from the nomination that almost everybody gets when they win the nomination. Um, Hillary Clinton has not won the nomination yet, even though it's been a foregone conclusion for a long time. She has not been able to put Bernie Sanders away. Yeah. Um, so that's hurting her. Plus, there's now a kind of infighting going on where, um, you know, Bernie Sanders is pissed off. He seems to be getting more angry, not coming together, but actually going the opposite way. Mm. It's so funny. Everyone was expecting um, the separation between um, conservative leaners uh, and Trump, where right now it looks like the Democrats are the one dealing with that more. I mean, I'm still separate from Donald Trump, and I think everyone on this show is. However, most people are going to be moving. I mean, as we've, we've said this for a long time, and the never Trump thing, once it gets to the heat of the election, most people will fade off of that. Um, just because, you know, that's what you do. It's, it's a two-party system, pretty much. So uh, that's going to happen. Um, and so it's already, that healing process has happened with Republicans um, for a couple of weeks and has helped Donald Trump move up in the polls. Uh, with Hillary Clinton, it has not happened at all on the Democratic side. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a lot of Sanders people who are saying they're not going to vote, who are saying they might even go vote for Trump. When it comes down to it, I'll be surprised about that, but it could happen. Who knows? Because you know, the, the other thing that's at play here is, yeah, but Trump. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for pointing out. Yeah, but Trump, the most important three words in the English language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but Trump. Trump. Uh, apparently, uh, the Washington Post reported that, but according to the examiner, it's not the headline. and It takes 219 words to finally get there. But a new Washington Post poll on the presidential race reveals Republican Trump leads Clinton among registered voters 46-44. That's a, interesting. At, they write, at this point, the two candidates are in a statistical dead heat among registered voters, with Trump favored 
46 and uh, by 46 percent and Clinton favored by 44 percent. That rates an ele- that represents an 11 point shift. 11 point shift. That's uh, but you know to your point that it's probably a lot has a lot to do with it. Um, he is the presumptive nominee. It's not official yet. Yeah, and, but and it, then I after mean, it's official, no, I don't know. Maybe he gets another bump. I don't. I don't know. He has no opponents, though. Right. So I mean, I think it's. I think that's as close to as official as you can. It's pretty close. Right now, the Democratic side is to be is d- dominated by a debate as to whether Bernie Sanders is getting screwed out of the election. Um, I, that's not true, by the way. Hillary Clinton has won the election. Uh, she's actually won the. Uh, overall vote, even if she weren't to get to the delegates, which she's going to get to even without the superdelegates, most likely. I mean, and the superdelegates are eventually going to have to vote, but she's not going to need them necessarily unless they all went to Sanders. She'd be OK. Um, it's interesting, though, because, uh, again, and, and the yeah, but Trump is starting to come, become a thing not only uh, on the show that kind of like summarizes one very general thing, which is all of this stuff that we talk about is true historically. Um, but what does that mean anymore, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. We, we're going to see if Donald Trump can do this. There's an argument to be made that he just powers through everything and that Jeffy breathes into the mic all the time. <laughs> There's, that, that argument exists, and it's it's strong argument. <laughs> um, and I can, it's, it's possible I can't get to this point because I'm distracted by the heavy breathing. It's possible. <laughs> that's 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 there. <laughs> But the other side of that says, wait a minute, Donald Trump, yes, he won the Republican primary in a in a battle that was very difficult, that he barely won. Right. What I'm saying about the polls is. Stu, I am your father. <laughs> it sounds like you're in that mask. So the thought is, potentially, that he's he's been able to, with his act, please Republicans enough to win the nomination, although not overwhelmingly, took a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was able to do that. At the same time he was doing that, he was pissing off the other side, and eventually... Uh, they're not. Gonna, are they going to come around to his act? Are leftists and independents going to come around to his act? Uh, and <coughs> you know, history would tell you absolutely not. Like this is a disaster. Uh, he again, he pulled worse than every other candidate. Uh, so uh, I think any other candidate in the field would have had a better chance of beating Hillary Clinton. But it's possible Donald Trump just is just magical. He's just a magical being <laughs> that just none of these things apply to him. And, and he's a unicorn. He's like a unicorn. Donald Trump. It's possible that's true. At this point, I'm willing to it is, concede it is that it is possible. And that's why how we summarize it with, yeah, but Trump. Right. Because, sure, there's 100,000 arguments why he should lose this campaign. Yeah, yeah but Trump. But Trump. I will add, by the way, in this particular campaign, yeah, but Clinton. I, I think, honestly, mm. if you had... A, Glenn brought that up at the end, and, and the yeah, but Trump thesis 
states that Trump will win no matter what. Like if Jesus came down and ran mm-hmm. uh, as an independent, Donald Trump would win by 45 points. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now that's the yeah, but Trump thesis. Well, they're not looking for a pastor in chief. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? You're not going to elect Jesus. That would be the ultimate pastor in chief. Trump would be like, look, I'm telling you, for that. I'll tell you right now, I know more about the Bible than this guy. Okay? <laughs> I got Bibles in a room somewhere. How many does he have? He's got none. Anybody send him Bibles? No. This guy didn't even read the Bible group. Growing up, did you know that? And he doesn't tell you that. <laughs> okay, um, but uh, mm-hmm. so I, I think that there's an idea that that could eventually uh, just he could just overwhelm that. But Clinton yeah. is so bad that I honestly think that any Democrat or any Republican candidate would would have beat up on her. Um, whether Trump can do it or not, I think is is questionable. I mean, I, yeah. I try to look at this in in a way yeah. of saying like, because my emotions tell me that Trump is going to win this easily. Like, because I, yeah. I look at this race and it just feels that way because it Clinton's does. so bad. Really does. And it just feels like it's just Trump's year. No one cares what he says. I mean, if Republicans weren't going to hold him to task mm-hmm. for things that weren't conservative, you would think liberals aren't. Right. Right. So independents that don't really have a conservative philosophy, they're not going to care. Nope. So it just feels like his year. I'm trying to take it out of that. Uh, and look at it logically and say, well, wait a minute, his polling is still really bad. Hers is just really bad, too. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and there's states where they're competitive. But where do these people break uh, when they're in the voting booth? <clears throat> Maybe they do vote for him. I don't know. But right now, the, the polling doesn't overwhelmingly support that Trump's going to win. I just feel that way because, yeah, but Trump. Yeah. And that's why he got the, the nomination, isn't it? I mean, if it were Ted Cruz right now, Instead of Trump, he would be leading Hillary Clinton as well. He'd be yes. way. I, I think he'd be way. He'd be further ahead right now than Trump is because he was doing better to begin with yeah, than and, Trump was and that against Hillary. It would not mean that and yet, that Cruz is going to cruise to the no to the presidency. necessarily. It, 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 most likely, that would be a bump from him winning the nomination. Yeah. and the same things would all apply if Cruz were the nominee. But that was the thing that we heard over and over and over. I really like Ted Cruz, but he can't win. I'd like to vote for Ted Cruz, but he can't win. I'd like to vote for Ted, but he can't win. Uh, and well, this, yeah, he can't. He could have. He could have. He could have. And was, so could have Rubio, and so could have, honestly, I oh, think Rubio. any of these guys. Uh, Rubio, Rubio more than anybody else. Yes, he probably More than been. anybody else, Rubio could have beaten Hillary Clinton. And I, I think he'd already be, and it wouldn't just be the, the nominee bump. The guy would be ahead of her, and he'd stay ahead of her. I think Rubio would have uh, really captured the imagination. And that's not to say I was I favored Rubio over over Cruz. But if you're looking for winnability against Hillary, I mean, every poll showed him beating her just about every time. And he was unlike Sanders, who has not really had he's not been attacked. Rubio dealt with more attacks than anybody else. Right. Uh, And and I we, we said this at the time, if I were. I liked Cruz as my guy because, to me, the policy is the most important, and I agree with him most. I agree with Rubio on most things, but just not everything. However, if I wanted somebody who, to, to win, if an alien came down from outer space and said, pick a winner out of this field, uh, they were going to pick Marco Rubio. Oh, um, I, I, without, you know, without question. I, being somebody who does this for a living, my concern is not trying to pick winners, per se. I don't care about that as much. I, if I lose every election for the rest of my life and I'm consistent with my principles, and I, I mean, that's fine with me. I don't like mm-hmm. it. I'd rather have the opposite. I'd rather win every election and have everyone agree with me. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not, the, you know, that's not what we do. And, and it's possible 
that because we do this for a living, uh, and you maybe as a viewer to this program, if you're into this material as much as you are, you're probably a very similar in that you are living this stuff where most people are not. They, they, you know, to them, it's, it's Red Sox versus Yankees. They like the Red Sox. They can't explain to you why they like the Red Sox, but they know they don't like the Yankees, so they're voting for the Red Sox. That is, generally speaking, I would say over 90% of people who vote. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there was an interesting article that got sent around from Politico uh, this weekend that was talking about how this election with Donald Trump is going to change the, incomplete, the dynamics completely. And their prediction was, or at least uh, uh, there was a likelihood, that by 2030, by 2030, Democrats will be more pro-market than Republicans are. Because of the way that this, if, if this Trump thing happens, mm-hmm. the way it's happening, that it will change alignment. So people who are, the, the people who would normally be Democrats because they disagree with free trade, are now moving over to Republicans. And people who were free trade before uh, are now saying, wait a minute, I don't, can't support Donald Trump on that, I'm going the other way. And that they actually might flop, on, they still think that maybe the um, social stuff will stay the same, but the market stuff might actually switch. That where the pro-market party might be Democrats. Now let's just say that happens. And the, the Democrats are the pro-market party. Who are you voting for? I'm voting for the Democrats. Because I'm chasing that. I'm chasing the pro-market. I'm chasing capitalism. I'm chasing uh, my values. Uh, and again, I'm well, more than focusing on the economy here. Who knows what else they would believe? But I'm just saying, in, in a micro, in, in this weird world where we're looking at this, if the Democrats were better on uh, capitalism, and I was, and we're talking just about capitalism, that's what I'm voting. I have no loyalty to the Republicans at that point because now they're just Democrats with a different name. Right. And, yes. that, and it does not. I mean, that is not where America is at all. If their teams, if Democrats became the conservative party, I would definitely switch to Democrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, absolutely. I mean, if they're conservative on on markets and on social issues, I'm going there. Now they're not. I, they're not at all. Obviously, mm-hmm. they're not. And I so I'm not going there. But if they were, I don't have any loyalty to Republicans. I couldn't care less. We've talked about that so many times. I, 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 that's one. It's another thing I just don't understand. Party loyalty. Who cares? When the party doesn't represent anything, who cares? Yeah. And it's, they don't. The Republicans represent nothing. It's nothing. Funny. It's funny. I was listening to a, a sort of a debate between, or viewing a debate on Twitter between a couple of, I don't know, pundits, um, some never Trump people and some people who are, you know, love Trump. And one of the people made a point, um, something to the effect of, uh, you have to understand that. It's not about any of these things you keep talking about, talking to the never Trump person. It's not about these policies, not about that. These people just want to win. They finally want to win for a change. They want to feel good about themselves and win for a change. And I thought to myself, what a stupid, ridiculous point that is. Asinine. Win for what? Right. You know, the Republicans' problem over the past 20, 30 years has not been winning. Yeah. Now, they've about split it on the presidential race, but they have historic margins in the House and the Senate. It's, it's they've like, actually won a lot. And what has that, what has that gotten you? Just winning nothing. for winning gets you nothing. nothing. Yeah. It's like some generic team that doesn't represent any city. They're just yeah. everywhere. We're the generic generics, and they won the Super Bowl. Who cares? Who cares? Who ca- you don't have any... They don't represent a city. They don't represent a region. They don't represent... A mindset, a culture, nothing. Why? Why do you care? Right. Why would you care? And, and you care about a certain city. You care about you know maybe where you grew up or something that was close to you or something your parents you know sort of handed down to you. 
you care about it for a reason. There's no reason to care about it when it represents nothing. But again, like, and, and, and you're totally right. It's this point we've made and why we use sports all the time to make these analogies. There is a level of complete irrational following when it comes to sports. I am a Philadelphia Eagles fan for God for knows no what reason. reason. You were a Green Bay right. Packers fan. Did you grow up in Green Bay? No, no I, I mean, not. you didn't grow up in a place that had a team. Right. But it's like, you they were kind of close, and you sort of associated with them and liked them at the time, and you've hung on to that your yeah. whole life. Whole all life. the players that you yeah. loved are gone. Gone. <laughs> They're all gone. They're not right. on the team anymore. For They're a not, long time. For a long time. All the players I grew up watching on the Philadelphia Eagles are gone. gone. They've made decision after decision I don't like. They mm-hmm. do things that I Completely. Their management They're is actually quite, quite liberal. Quite liberal. They have green energy. They talk about every time I go to the game, half the game is about green energy. But I don't care because I have an irrational loyalty to them. Mm-hmm. It's an ir- it's not a rational process. You're not supposed to do that in politics. <laughs> right. And, and, and right. I would say 90% of the country does. They're just like, I am a R or a D. It's where I go. Sometimes it's associated with a particular issue. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it happens a lot on the left um, with gay marriage right now, where it's like, I, I think a lot of people who are uh, in the camp uh, and support gay marriage actually agree with Republicans more. But they are now on that issue where it's just like gay marriage. And if Republicans don't come along with me on gay marriage, I'm voting Democrat. Even if they might agree with everything else Republicans say, they'll Mm -hmm. do that. I think the same thing happens with abortion. There's probably a lot of people who are, I want government control of of the economy, but I'm pro-life and I can't deal with Democrats. It's like, like, at least that's an issue, though. It's a belief, and a belief is something it's some okay reason, to change. Some rationale there. There's no reason to be loyal to a party None. if they don't support anything that you believe in. None. Um, I don't understand I it. I just don't understand it at all. You know, like, they keep saying, like, you know what? Well, now, the same article was describing, like, there's a lot of reasons people vote. Uh, ideology, uh, culturalism, um, uh, nativism. Uh, and they went through all these categories. None of them are okay except ideology. And it's the one that's always vilified. The one you're supposed to vote on is ideology, a coherent set of beliefs, a coherent set of beliefs and policies Mm -hmm. that work together and don't constantly fight. Populism is not a thing. Populism is just being, well, a lot of people want this, so I'm going to be with that. That's not a that's not a reason to believe. It's also not it's not a. It's a uh, not a uh, philosophy even to promote about yourself. They're always like, Donald Trump is a populist. Well, a populist is nothing. A populist is whatever uh, eventually populations say they want it to be. Now, I understand there's a more de- uh, refined um, uh, definition of it. But when you really get down to it, that's what it boils down to, especially with somebody like Donald Trump. And across Europe and all over the world, like having a guy who just supports what everyone else supports is not a philosophy. You should be voting on your philosophy and your ideology. And it's mm-hmm. the one thing everyone says, well, you're not allowed to do that. Or, you should be a pragmatist. You shouldn't, you shouldn't think about those things. You should think about them. That's what you should be voting on. That is what, what else are we here for? We're here to just vote because we want to vote with a winner? We want to vote with a team that wins? I, that's a bandwagon fan in sports. But at least in sports, there's something. It's a, it's a pointless adventure where we all go to entertain ourselves. That's sports. I mean, that's not supposed to be politics. And it is for almost everyone, which is why this is such a therapeutic two hours. Because at least we're talking to the people who don't think that way, generally yeah. speaking. <sighs> And when, then, when we can hear ourselves above the breathing. 
Yeah, sometimes so people are like, wait uh, a minute, guys. I thought you guys were pro-Trump. No, you just couldn't hear our anti-Trump stuff over the over the over breathing. The breathing. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffy. Appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, you know what? This is a good time to start your short-term emergency food supply, or long-term if you want. But our our friends at My Patriot Supply have brought back their best offer ever. This thing is incredible. It's uh, I, I don't know how they do it, frankly, but you can get a 72-hour emergency food supply for 10 bucks right now. I have a new proposal for uh, My Patriot Supply. Which is, we bring in a My Patriot Supply 72-hour kit, mm-hmm. and Jeffy has the whole show to eat all of it. Okay. That's a great idea. So be, you'd have to eat it 36 I times. Mean, you're just or, bringing the one in? Just the one. You have two hours to get through one 72-hour kit. You, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, a, not a speed eater, though. You're that's, not. That's, that's true. I'm a marathon. I'm a Kenyan of eating. <laughs> He's a Kenyan of eating. I mean, that's, that's me. That's what they call me. I think if I put you next to a Kenyan, most Kenyans would disagree. They wouldn't say that's a Kenyan. No, they wouldn't. No. I like that promotion. Maybe we can start at the beginning of radio. I like it a lot. Yeah, that's good. And just every every break, you just bring in a new bowl or something. You got some. Yep. You start out with their breakfast foods, the, the delicious maple oatmeal they have. Mm-hmm. You get some mac and cheese in there for you. Maybe some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know mm-hmm. what else. They got, I mean, they have some tons of, of stuff. Soups, some of the soups, really you can try. good. Some of the pudding, maybe pudding. And then we end it like oh, end the show. Pudding. Oh, that's yeah. yellow. And maybe the rest of us eat some of it as well to help you through it. I mean, yeah, just, just, I mean just I'm to just help. throwing it out there. I'm just throwing <laughs> just it out. Help. Well, anyway, you can get all that food, mm-hmm. all of five hours of Jeffy eating that he doesn't even think he can do. For only ten dollars, I can tell you that Jeffy, Incredible. when he orders lunch, is going to spend more than ten dollars. Yeah. Uh, so one lunch is going to get you through three days of emergency food supply. God forbid that something happens where you need it. Call him today. Triple eight. Triple eight four eleven sixty eight forty four is the number. If I'm not mistaken, triple eight four eleven six eight four four or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. The founder of this company. 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to the show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Too. Uh, apparently, Donald Trump says he's not a big believer in global warming. He has called it a total hoax, which it is. Uh, BS, only the actual full word, and pseudoscience. But he's also trying to build a seawall designed to protect one of his golf courses from global warming and its effects. It's <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's unbelievable. Yeah, he's p- applying for permission to erect a coastal protection um, uh, to prevent erosion at a Seaside Golf Resort, the Trump International Golf Links in Hotel Ireland in County Clare. The permit application for the wall, filed by Trump International Golf Links Ireland and reviewed by Politico, explicitly cites global warming and its consequences, increased or erosion, Due to rising sea levels and extreme weather this century, as chief justification for building the structure. It's un- unreal. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, I mean, this stuff is just comical at this point because it's, I mean, obviously it, it's yeah. over. Um, obviously it all worked, you know. I mean, it is amazing, though. It is. I, it, you just you can't believe it, and yet it's, it's all true. 
Uh, the zoning the, application raises further questions about how the billionaire would confront a risk he's publicly minimized. But that has been identified as a defining challenge of this era by world leaders, global industry, and the American military. Yeah, shut up about the American. I mean, there's a few who are yeah. who were with Obama who who go ahead and and battle the Obama line. The, I mean, again, like what the military is doing is analyzing what they're given, right? And, and if they're yes. told this is going to be a tragic uh, disaster, they are going to say, well, okay, if this tragic disaster happens, how would this affect us? Right. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, it's, it's, they're not, you know, military is, they're not, you know, necessarily, obviously, there are scientists in the military, but that's not how they're, these, these reports get. Again, produced. I, you know, I, I've been having this back and forth a little bit with uh, somebody in my family on this. And his thing is, well, uh, wh- why won't the Republican Party address this? Why, why aren't Republicans? That's my, one of my big issues with Republicans is that they won't address this. Well, yeah, because they think it's total crap. They don't address it because they don't believe it. It's like saying, I'm going to address the problem of the tooth fairy because he's leaving a lot of fairy dust when he comes into people's rooms. Why won't you address the tooth fairy? Why would you address it? don't believe it. You won't address it. You won't even talk about it. I don't believe there's a tooth fairy, and I don't believe that there's man-caused climate change. The climate has always changed. We know that. We've always known that. Why have we forgotten it now? I don't. The climate has always changed. It's not even a bad thing in this case. Of course it's warmer than the 1800s when it's when we were coming out of an ice age. We, we were coming out of a mini ice age in the 1800s. Of course it's been warmer since then. I mean, what the hell? Of course. Yeah, and I think, too, the, the other part of this is people who say that um, and say, well, why don't Republicans do anything about it? Are fundamentally don't understand how the free market works. Yeah, the free market is able to solve problems like this. For example, solar power has dropped in in cost by uh, something like ninety five percent since it came into uh, since it was originally created. It's dropped and it's driving faster and faster and faster. Billions of dollars are pouring into this industry. There's a new uh, uh, um, uh, discovery recently in a new scientific test that had a, the highest efficiency ever for solar. We might be five or ten years away from this. We might be fifteen years away from it, maybe. But at some point, uh, solar power probably will uh, provide a good chunk of our electricity, um, and it probably will cut our emissions. And all these things probably will happen, not because government has decided they've decreed that we shan't pollute the air. It's because. It's the best way to go. Technology will come around and will improve this. And it has, even mm. with fossil fuels. Yeah. The main part of our reduction in emissions in the United States and globally has come not from solar power or from, uh, from uh, wind power. It's, it's come, come from, gas. from nuclear and natural gas. Yeah. Because neutral nuclear is the thing that, uh, why won't Democrats address the nuclear issue that will save all this emission? Uh, they won't they be don't believe to, in it. Because they don't believe in it. They don't think it's a good idea. But, I mean, it's, it, it, it would solve the issue uh, almost Im- immediately. And obviously, why, won't the, why won't the Democrats talk about the fact that there's too much gun control? Well, 
because they don't believe that. Right. They don't think it's true. They don't think that we have too much gun control. Of course you're not going to believe. You're not going to address the things you don't believe in. Right. So the way they do address it is to, number one, say, here's where we need to be patient and not rush into uh, a regulation that would kill our company and our our companies and our innovations. Ask Germany how that's worked out. Mm -hmm. They put up all the solar panels when everyone's saying, you should put up solar panels. And now they have millions of solar panels with outdated technology that aren't nearly as efficient as the ones that are out today mm-hmm. uh, because they wasted money they went too on soon. that. They went too soon. Uh, the, when the government picks winners, it doesn't work. So even if the uh, government were to jump into this, likely it would fail. Uh, it, can't make a, it can't make a difference on its own anyway because of the idea uh, that places like China are going to outpace our emissions growth, our emissions reductions anyway. And even when the world has come together, like they did in Paris, if that is implemented and fully followed to the end of the century, it would save 0.05 degrees within the margin of error anyway. So there's no argument to be made here other than feelings. And if there's anything I've been learned this year, 2016, I've learned it. It's the we are the country of feelings. Whatever we feel is okay. If we feel a certain way, it doesn't matter what the truth is. If we feel that way, it shall be that way. And, you know, what, what like, again, are we preaching to the choir here? Probably. At some level, and Glenn said, I don't want to preach to the choir. I don't know what other value there is. You try to move people, you want to try to move them with feelings and emotion. Well, I mean, there's plenty of people playing that game already. I, you know, I, I hope and, and believe that at some point people might come around and look at the, you know, what the truth is on these matters. But really, it doesn't have to do with that. I mean, we've talked about how many people in our lives, because you're not the only one. You talk to people about climate change, you talk to people about global warming, and they will say the same thing. It's like, I, well, we've got to do something. Uh, you know, yeah. why don't you care about clean air? Why don't you care about uh, the earth? about the earth? We're supposed uh, to take care I of the earth. I just don't understand. Why, we My all gosh, want good earth. In 1969, <sighs> rivers were on fire. <laughs> rivers, plural, were on fire on a regular, a fairly regular basis. I mean, maybe not every day, but it wasn't just the Cuyahoga River. Yeah. It was many rivers across the country that would, you know, especially if they ran if they ran underneath railroad bridges, because the sparks from the rail would fly off and into the water and ignite some oil oil soaked piece of debris and would burst into flame. And if there's enough debris in the water, it's all going to burn. And that's what happened time after time after time in the 60s because it was so polluted and nobody cared. We were just dumping stuff in the water. Well, then we became more aware. And and I think, you know, companies... And well. able, and able. I mean, that's and, part of it. And and they also decided, well, it's just going to be better for us if we do a better job of this. Then we won't have to, you know, we won't have to clean it up later. It'll it'll be a lot easier for us. We'll save money in the long run. And they started doing the right thing for capitalist reasons. Yep. I mean, obviously there were regulations that did come in. Most of them followed already uh, redu- yep. already re- uh, available reductions uh, that had already occurred. That you know, government loves to jump in on something. I mean, it's Hillary Clinton on gay marriage. I I, I oppose it. I oppose it. I oppose it. What is it? 51% support? I now support it. 
Like, that's what government does. They jump in and and throw a regulation on something that's already happening that the people are doing, um, and then they get credit for it in the long run, or they give themselves credit for it in the long run. But, I mean, when you're a company, um, part of it is is the technology to be able to do these things in a more clean way, which people want. I mean, these people are not monsters. Generally speaking, they're good people who want to do the right thing. Secondarily, um, the other part is survival. You look at these. You look at the 1800s, and you look at the early 1900s. We've talked about Pittsburgh before, where it was like a black you know, cloud across the city. Mm-hmm. I mean, basically, it was night during day. But that was because they were trying to get over a hump of civilization, where hey, we want to get people to a point where they have electricity. Not only were they trying, they succeeded, and they succeeded. This is a good story, and every single toxin that they measure has fallen. Over these time periods, mm-hmm. this is the, the, you ask people um, uh, what they believe about the environment. Universally, they all say, oh, well, it's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. And it's the exact it's opposite for multiple much, decades. Much, much better. But again, you're fighting against emotion. You're yeah. fighting against feelings. You're fighting against yep. these inexplain, un- unexplainable things that have nothing to do with the, what the facts are on the ground. Again, people elect candidates when they don't look at what policies these people support. They don't care. It's not mm-hmm. part of it. I read you those, those Hillary Clinton polls before. Maybe we should go through them again. It's amazing. I mean... In every single category except one, people supported Hillary Clinton in the way she would handle these things more than Donald Trump. Yet Donald Trump was essentially tied in the poll. For what? Again, I also uh, think Hillary Clinton is terrible, uh, on, uh, and I don't want her as president. And I don't think she would. I don't agree with them saying that Hillary Clinton would go, do a good job on these issues. But they do. If you think she's going to be better, why don't you vote for her? Uh, again, yeah, but Trump. Yeah, I guess some, that's it. Some emotion, but it's yeah, but Trump supports everything. It supports the global warming thing as well. Yeah, you know, it's like oh well, yeah. I mean, sure, you're telling me that if we spend multiple trillions of dollars, we'll only save one half of a degree in a hundred years from now if every country on Earth follows it. Yeah, but global warming. You know, we're in that period where people just don't care about the arguments or the facts. And I, true. I don't know how you, if two plus two equals five, I don't know how you make them explain that it's four. You, I don't know how you explain to them that it's, it's four. It's pretty tough. It's hard. I don't know that you can do it. More patents, too, coming up. Seven back high. It's uh, Pat and Stu. It is. Uh, last he's right, Friday, he's right. I, thank you, thank you for that confirmation. He's telling the truth. True that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I like the affirmation there. It's fun to let you know, and I yeah. want the people to know that you. I'm not lying there. No, you nailed it. Yeah. And, you know, you don't get the credit you deserve. That's all. That's all I've been saying it for a while. Appreciate. Thank you. Thank you, Stu. Jeffy, you get too much credit. Way too much. Censored on Facebook too, apparently. For some reason, we don't, we don't really know why. No. Um, I know why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Trump apparently uh, talked about Bernie Sanders as his vice president. He was, I'm sure he was questioned about that. Let's see what he had to say. 
Would you take a few minutes to talk to him and consider him as your running mate? Oh, wow, that's a great question. You know, the, the one what? thing that Bernie Sanders and I have oh, in common, wow. two things, and I do have much bigger crowds than him, but that's okay. But we have the crowds. I actually do. Joe knows that, and Mika knows that. But he is second, I will say that. He's above any other Republican. But I will say this. We have one thing very strongly in common. We know that the United States is being taken advantage horribly on trade deals. The difference between Bernie and myself is that I know how to make those trade deals fantastic, and he doesn't. He has no clue. But as your number two, he can watch and learn from you. He's got too many other things in the bag. No, but I will tell you, I will tell you, Nicole, and I mean this 100%, and you saw that in many of the primaries where they do the polls. If Bernie loses, which he will because his system is rigged very badly, Frankly, he should run as an independent. Bernie should definitely run as an independent. Mm-hmm. But Bernie, his people are going to vote. Big percentages of the Bernie people are going to vote for Trump. You watch. Okay. I, I wouldn't brag about that. No. Uh, see, that's the thing a Republican doesn't brag about, is that socialist supporters will vote for you. How is that possible? How is it? First of all, how is it possible that a Republican doesn't absolutely dismiss out of hand and say, no, I'm not considering Bernie Sanders as vice president. He's a socialist. You don't talk about the great crowds he had. You don't talk about the fact that you've got a lot in common with him. You don't talk about the fact that you were the same as he is on trade. You say, absolutely not. He's a socialist. Of course I'm not considering Bernie Sanders. Oh, wow, that's a great question. It's a stupid question. Right. And I guess the idea here is he's not. I, I mean, God, golly, man. I think your argument I, for Trump here is that he's not trying to he's not being honest. He's just trying to win. He's trying to, he, whether he wants people who are Bernie Sanders supporters to believe that they should vote for him. Yep. Um, we actually I, for me, I wouldn't be doing that. No, I, I would be, not be doing um, that because that hurts you with your base. That's it, like, it does, although he's wait. passed the base, though. He's already won the primary. That's true. So I think that's probably what he's thinking. Um, mm. We should actually maybe we should do. Uh, should we do? We have time for this monologue. I think this is because I made this point on Wonderful World of Sue, and of course got pushback from all the Trump supporters. You jerk! I can't believe you'd say this. And I was like, Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump are dirty tranders. When it comes to trade, they're the same person. They're mm-hmm. advocating for the same policies. Again, even Trump just said, "Well, we're the same, except uh, I'd make the deals better." I mean, that's not a difference in policy. Um, do we have time for that? You think here, guys? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. This is uh, from Wonderful World of Two this weekend. In his announcement speech, Donald Trump spent 263 words on what he calls his signature issue: immigration. But he used far more time and effort, not to mention words, like 1,816 more words on trade, jobs, China, and the economy. Donald Trump cares about trade a lot. Bernie Sanders also cares about trade a lot. And they agree a lot. New jobs in manufacturing, in some cases today, pay 50% less than they did 20 years ago. How stupid is that trade policy? We have incompetent people negotiating trade. We are losing money at every single step. We don't make good deals anymore. Trade agreements like NAFTA, CAFTA, and permanent normal trade relations with China have by and large been a disaster. I voted against all of them. But there is a North American free trade agreement. And there shouldn't be. It's a disaster. But there is an inverse relationship between how much they talk about trade and how much they know about trade. They have Billy Madisoned all of us. Everyone consuming their words on the campaign trail is now dumber for having listened to them. 
Because painting trade as evil has dominated the election so much, let's go through just some of the things Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders, or Derny Tranders, as I like to say, have completely wrong on trade. Number one, manufacturing is dead. It is not just Don and Bernie who say this one. Everyone seems to believe we don't manufacture anything anymore. The problem with that is it's completely false. We manufacture more than any other country on the planet except for China. We are number freaking two in manufacturing. Now, we used to be number one, and everyone likes to be number one. But China has four times the amount of people as we do. As they wake up economically, it's not exactly surprising they'd pass us. Number two, we have no exports. We might manufacture things, yeah, but, you know, no one wants our stuff anymore. We don't export anything, right? Actually, no. As impossible as it seems from the way the media covers it, we're also number two in global exporting. People want our stuff, and they buy it more than anyone except for China, again, with four times the amount of people. Derny Tranders isn't going to tell you that. Number three, trade is killing jobs. We have lost manufacturing jobs. It's true. Between 2004 and 2014, we lost about 2.1 million manufacturing jobs. But the economy is changing. In that same period, we gained 2.7 million jobs in the not-so-terrible business and professional services sector. We gained another 3.6 million in the healthcare and social services sector. Overall, despite the Great Recession and a terrible president stuck in the middle, we gained about 6.5 million jobs over the decade. But even those lost manufacturing jobs come with a major caveat. Almost 90% of the decline was caused by productivity gains. You know, machines, computers, mega laser rays from space. This gets ignored because no one wants to run a campaign against technological advancement. Or mega laser rays from space. Number four. The president will impose tariffs. Not if a bunch of dudes in powdered wigs have anything to do with it. The U.S. Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, says the Congress shall have the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations. Not to mention, tariffs like those Trump has suggested violate existing agreements with the World Trade Organization. As the Federalists observed, such an obvious violation of WTO rules would make for the easiest WTO dispute in the organization's 20-year history. As a reference point, the previous easiest dispute resolution was, which is better, Oreos or Hydrox? If you don't know what a Hydrox is, then you know who won. Number five, tariffs mean retribution. When you break your trade agreement with the WTO, the country you're screwing gets what amounts to a free punch. If China was hit with a 45% tariff, they would respond with one, and their retaliation would be authorized, unlike ours it would wipe out our third largest export partner. Would that be good for American jobs? Before you answer, allow this fist to punch you in the face. Number six, tariffs are good for the country. No, they are not. Actually, there's more. When you add a tariff onto China or Mexico's products, the prices of those products go up. The things you buy, more specifically, the things middle class and lower wage earners buy, increase in cost. The tariff is paid not by China, but by the American companies that import the products. They pass it on to you. 
No, Donald Trump doesn't care if kids' pajamas at Walmart cost 45% more. But millions of average Americans will. Yet somehow, way too many of those millions of people are voting for Dernie Tranders for president. Can we do a face swap uh, for the Dernie Tranders 2016 campaign commercial? Oh, wow. That's disturbing. Hmm. So to review, we still manufacture and export a lot. Tariffs, the way they've been talked about, are sometimes unconstitutional, sometimes illegal, and always horrible for the economy. And I didn't have enough time to fit in every stupid thing you've heard about trade this year. So consider this the worst cliffhanger in television history since season six of The Walking Dead. We'll get to the rest of the truth on trade next week. always loved dressing up in skirts and playing with dolls. But for years, the O'Hurley brothers didn't tell anyone, including each other, <clears throat> just how much they were struggling with their gender. Finally, though, they opened up to each other and discovered they were going through the same battle. And both are now living as women. Jamie is 23, kept her birth name. And Chloe, 20, who used to be called Daniel, said it's amazing to be able to help each other. Uh, Chloe's a hairdressing student now. It's weird that we were both going through the exactly exact same thing and having the same thoughts about being transgender, but uh, just not talking to, about it to each other. Jamie came out as gay at the age of 14. Chloe did so two years later at age 13. Well, so are they gay or are they, are they women? They're both. So now, so now, wait, do they, they like, if they like men, but they're now women, are they not straight now? Or am I confused on this? 100% yes. Sir. I'm confused on this? You're definitely confused, yes. Okay. Uh, I'll, as, uh, as I will a, say they make attractive women. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Lovely. So there you go. Uh, I would say much more attractive than some I've seen. Yes. Uh, we were you talking know? about um, uh, the bathroom thing earlier on the, uh, on the air. And, mm -hmm. and so, like, help me with this. They're saying to, okay, you're a woman and you're in the bathroom and you don't like the idea that transgendered men are walking into your bathroom, right? Okay. And mm -hmm. they're saying that's hateful. You should not mm -hmm. care about who's in the bathroom with you. Mm -hmm. So why do they separate the bathrooms at all? Like, shouldn't they, in, from that respect, say, well, you shouldn't, if you don't care who's in the bathroom with you, why not let men in as well? Just men, men. Not, not, not like transgenders, men. I'm saying men who mm -hmm. are just say they're men and they want to walk in the way. Like, why are there two bathrooms? Why? If, if their philosophy is what we're supposed to be doing, isn't the answer just everyone goes wherever they want? And that's essentially what they're saying. And you're, it's mm -hmm. wrong for you to be uncomfortable. The issue is not the transgender person. Um, the issue is you feeling uncomfortable about the transgender person. So... In that sense, why do we care at all? Why are there two rooms? Now, this used to be mm -hmm. obvious, mm -hmm. but currently it is not. So from their perspective, why separate the rooms at all? Why not have just one room? 
where everyone walks in and just goes to their appropriate stall. I don't know. I guess they would say that's okay. Yeah, I think so, right? They probably have to say that. So why are they obsessed about men going into women's bathroom? Why aren't they saying, just knock down the wall? Tear down that wall! Welcome to the program, the broadcast, the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually, there's a couple of uh, John Oliver things that have been making the rounds, and you know, he, he has his moments. Uh, some of the, like, I am not a, he's obviously a liberal, um, and um, partially he's aligned uh, with us for different reasons on Trump, uh, at least during the, the campaign. So there was a couple of moments there where he would call out Trump on some of his. Uh, more false <laughs> statements that were mildly entertaining to us. Yeah. Um, he also did one, and I actually want to look this up. He did one on science where, where we believe studies uh, that we shouldn't believe, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, about the foods we eat, stuff that we do all the time on the show. I, I kind of want to mm-hmm. see that one, too. Maybe we can pull that one for later this week if it's any good. Uh, but he did one, on, I guess, on elections uh, this, this past weekend, uh, talking about how we, our election process works. Watch. I think everyone can agree with is the arcane party structures don't reflect how most people assume presidential selection works. And that in itself is a huge problem. Any competition should have clear rules. You don't get to the end of a football game and say, okay, who found the most eggs? Wait, what? That's what we were supposed to be doing? Why didn't someone tell me that at the start? I only have five eggs. And, And look, this, this patchwork of convoluted systems would be annoying enough, but each party also has its own way of potentially putting its thumb on the scale. For Democrats, it's superdelegates. So the delegates are super in the way the kids on my super sweet 16 are super. They are party obsessed, widely resented, and untethered from all responsibility. It's funny because um, in this particular uh, instance, the Democrats have a much less convoluted system than Republicans do. I mean, they do allow the superdelegates to put their finger on the scale quite clearly, but everything else is just straight uh, uh, delegate votes. And the, the, the rules are much easier to understand. They're much more difficult to understand uh, on the Republican side because of However, federalism, However, they're not essentially. changed at the end. No. It, it, they're, they're at they the, told you, you know about the, the eggs at the beginning. At the beginning. Of the you football You know game. about it. Yeah, they told you Go at the beginning. find the eggs, and, and here, you know what? It's different in every state where you play football the, the the number of eggs you get to collect is different. Well, and, you know that going in, so that's nonsense. And the side effect of that, at some level, is is actually positive in that the people who are most engaged with the process have the most uh, ability to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and obviously it's not that big of a deal. It, Donald Trump and Ted Cruz were the two final people. I mean, <laughs> you know, the party didn't want either of those two. They didn't want either of them. So, you know, the idea that, uh, uh, you know, they would have much rather had Jeb Bush, but they couldn't do it. Um, you know, on the Democratic side, yeah, the superdelegates, it, it, the percentage of superdelegates to me is too high on the Democratic side. 
However, the, the solution of superdelegates, meaning that you have some people in the party that can, in a close battle, put their finger on, finger on the scale a little bit, isn't crazy, because it's what we talk about a little bit, Pat. If you have it where it's just popular vote, and it's just anyone can come in and popular vote, it, it makes sense that feel, we feel like we're a democracy and all those things. However, it means that the party doesn't mean anything. So, like, this, happened, this happens, it kills third parties all the time. Reform Party went through this. Reform Party comes out, and they have um, uh, a... Uh, Ross Perot runs. He gets 19%. The first year, he actually ran as an independent when he got 19% of the vote, but then launched the Reform Party, came in with, I think, 8% of the vote next time, which is a really good showing for a third-party candidate. Um, and they wanted to make this into a long-term thing. They got Jesse Ventura elected in um, uh, Minnesota, and you know there was, they weren't super closely aligned, but some of the things they had in line... Eventually, it got to a point where Pat Buchanan wanted to run and found it. Uh, he looked at the Reform Party and said, well, they're on ballots in lots of states because Perot did so well. They were able to get on ballots easily. They got matching funds. And there was a fight internally for the Reform Party, which mm-hmm. became like Buchanan people with old school Perot people and some other factions. They warred and there was no party stance. It was just anyone could come in and make that party. They all believed really right-wing things sometimes, and now they all believe really left-wing things. It had no identity. It was just purely a vehicle. And so the superdelegates say, okay, well, you know, Nancy Pelosi, who is a hardcore leftist, is going to come in and say, well, I want this to be the identity of the party and put their finger on the scale a little bit. The, the American people can overcome it, and they did overcome everyone going to Hillary Clinton's side in 2008. And they said, you know what, Barack Obama, people started voting for him. And they said, OK, we're superdelegates. Now we're going with the people. But it's just a, it's a there's a sensible idea there. It feels like they're stealing an election. But in reality, there is some logic to it. Um, and to a lesser degree with the Republicans, where it's kind of there's less of a finger on the scale. So someone like Donald Trump can kind of get through even at 40 percent of the vote. However, it's so hard to understand. People just don't get it. They don't understand the delegates thing. The the, the you know, at some point, it's self-defeating in that it's so complicated, I think. Yeah. People don't feel it's, like they have the voice. But is that the fault of the uh, party or the people? I, the, I think it's uh, the party. The it's, the, it's the people. Yes. Because the, the party made the rules, and they make the rules in every state, and that's the way it was set up in the Constitution. Right. And, and, so there's nothing to bitch about, really. And, and essentially what they're doing, Pat, is bitching that, hey, the rules that you made when I didn't care about the process are now being used when I do yeah. care about the process. And, I don't, and now I don't like it. Right, and I don't like I it. I just found out that these are the rules, and so it's almost like I'm hearing about this for the first time. Right, and it's like, In well, fact, it is like I'm hearing is. about it, even though you had them months and months and months ago. Right, and well, it, tough. And these people, tough. and look, you say what you want about party people, and obviously we're no fans of the establishment, but the idea that they're the ones sitting there doing this all year, they actually care about it, mm-hmm. even when we're not following an election. They're sitting there working on these things and getting the structures together. If you don't like it, jump into the process earlier. Yeah. That's why I resent a little bit foreigners coming in telling us our electoral process sucks. Uh, who are you? Yeah, Shut up you? and get back to where you came from then. Here's uh, more from John Oliver on the elections. If Dancing with the Stars had a system where instead of voting directly for Paige Van Zandt or Ginger Z, you had to vote for Doug or Karen to vote on your behalf, neither of whom will tell you which dancer they prefer, there would be riots in the streets. <laughs> and it gets one step really crazier because this year, North Dakota Republicans just said f*** it and had neither a caucus 
nor a primary. The party just chose 28 delegates themselves. And in, and in explaining why primaries aren't that important, one of those delegates kind of gave the whole game away. So, basically, he's treating the more than 27 million people who voted so far in the Republican primaries like a parent treats a kid with a toy lawnmower. Oh, great job, Billy. You did it all on your own. Now step aside, Daddy's coming through. And, look, to be fair to both parties, they're basically private clubs. They can set their own rules. In theory, they could give the nomination to whichever candidate comes first alphabetically or whichever one can squeeze a frog the hardest without crushing it. But if you play by a system of complex, opaque rules that almost nobody understands and that you could use to your advantage, even if you don't, you are going to alienate voters. This is a system which clearly needs wholesale reform. Wow. That's, uh, you know... First of all, he's so That's aggravating. He's also so formulaic. Yeah, it's he like is. it's always like yeah. uh, something, and then like the ridiculous example of something, like you know, the eggs of the football, the squeezing yeah. the frog. It's like this. It's that the little same boy pattern mowing the lawn, yes. and then the dad coming <laughs> through with the all... mower. No, it's not like that because the guy in North Dakota who said you don't voters don't yeah. decide, we decide. Practice. He was talking about North Dakota. He wasn't talking about 27 million people who'd already voted right. across the country in North Dakota. It was that way this year. The 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 delegates decided this year because they didn't hold a primary or a caucus. So in North Dakota, that was the system. Yeah. And by the way, one of the reasons they don't do this in some of the states, and I, I think they should do it, uh, is because uh, cost. Right. Uh, you know, it's just a, it's a cost issue. You know, uh, and, and it costs a lot. We appoint people to vote on our behalf because we're not a direct democracy. We're a republic which works a hell of a lot better than any democracy, which has never lasted over 200 years. Yes. Now, to the, his point, I would not mind it being sim- uh, simplified. I mean, would you fight with that? Like, I don't no, need... No, but the, I just... I don't don't the, come the, in here and tell us what we're doing wrong when yeah. your system sucks. Yeah. Um, shut up. Let's watch the last part of this. Pisses me off. Here's John Oliver, part three. The problem is... Once the system produces a winner, the conversation tends to just move on. And if you need any more proof of that, just listen to Trump earlier this month. You've been hearing me say it's a rigged system, but now I don't say it anymore because I won. Okay? It's true. It's unbelievable. Now I don't care. That is unbelievable. I don't care. Okay. So it's obviously not rigged. It's clear. Nobody wants to change the weird rules if they win. You think the producers of The Martian are complaining about the rules by which the Golden Globes actually gave them best motion picture, (laughs) comedy or musical? No, of course not. They're just busy writing another movie as side-splittingly hilarious as Matt Damon (laughs) potato farming in space for two hours. (laughs) It would clearly behoove both parties to take a long, hard look at this because they actually got lucky this time. Whether you like these two candidates or not, it does seem the party nominees will coincidentally be the people with the most votes. Well, it is almost always that way. It usually is, yeah. I mean, I can't think of an election where it hasn't I mean, been that way. The one you point, the only one you point to is the 2000 presidential election, which Gore won the popular vote. Yeah, uh, but that's a that's but a that different was, story. That it's was not a the general, not yeah, the primary. Not a primary. And, and I'm not arguing with the founders and the electoral college. I will say that I'm not you. Doing that. Um, uh, what about the contested conventions um, that we talked about? I mean, some of those guys were not in first place going into the primary, and eventually right. the contested convention. So there's Abraham been, Lincoln, for Abraham instance. Abraham Lincoln, not in first place, worked out well. Worked out pretty uh, well out for pretty the well. country, didn't it? it so, and he never would have been elected on on a first ballot or in the primaries 
at all. We came out yeah. really good in that process. Yeah, and so I mean that sometimes that actually works well. Yeah. Um, and normally speaking, um, you know, the person who wins wins. I think it's going to be even more common now because of the focus on it. Back then, people didn't, probably didn't even know what the, vote, the uh, popular vote count was. Right. I mean, do people even know now that Trump is trailing by five million votes uh, against uh, everybody else? I mean, like you know, more people have still voted against Donald Trump than voted for him in this primary. Right. Uh, but he won. Anyone within the rules and you go I, I didn't like his uh complaining about the rules being fake but again he obviously admitted in that clip that he didn't actually mean it which is you know no yeah, he surprise didn't. He didn't obviously it. It wasn't rigged when he won right yeah now, now it's not rigged he's, he's claiming it's rigged the whole time now all of a sudden oh, i'm not worried about it because i won well how did you win if it was rigged right you should be See, saying I was wrong the whole time, and yeah. I was just saying that so I could win. And no one holds him to it. And it's nobody amazing. holds him to it. Uh, but I would say, Jeez, t- man. taking his, uh, t- t- you know, there's a lot of issues that we, we talked about here. But if you were like, Pat Gray, you're in charge. Mm-hmm. Republicans next time. What are you doing? Because I think one point that's really true there is that once you win, you don't care. This happened with, I will say that I'm, I'm guilty of this, in that the Ron Paul thing in 2008 or 2012 um, Ron Paul had a decent amount of delegates. You know, he was nowhere close to winning. The Romney people didn't want him to have a voice because they were going to cause trouble. Mm-hmm. So they passed a rule saying he couldn't have any delegates unless he won the majority in eight states, which I think he won the majority in seven states, just to push him out. And that sort of stuff, like, I remember the Ron Paul people going nuts about it. And at the time I was like, oh, I'm so sick of hearing from you. Go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because... You know, look, we just moved on and went on to the next thing. So now that we're here and we have this like window before the real general election starts, Hillary hasn't even won her nomination yet. What would you do next time? If you if you're if you're Pat Gray King, do you Mm -hmm. step in and say it's just straight out popular vote with no voice from the party at all? Do you have a system like a superdelegate system where you kind of have them? No, I don't like that. You just go straight out popular vote. Let whatever happens, happens. I, I think that's fair. I, I either do that or I or I announce ahead of time, here's the rules. And by the way, every state has their own rules. They can announce their own rules. And I so make sure it it's it clear yeah. at the beginning so we don't have to hear about any of this stuff later on. So you don't necessarily change the system. Yeah, you just, I just allow, people, allow people to understand make that a this bigger is deal how out it front. works. This is how it works in your state. Maybe yeah. even coming up with because, a, oh, a, a uniform way to communicate that. So, like, go here's a website. Yeah. This is the website you go to to see how right. this works. We're going to explain it in detail. forcing every state to do what I want them to do. Right. That's not how it works. Yeah, especially America. on the Republican side. It's right? not supposed to be how it works. It's not supposed to be the deal. If I, you know, if, if, and I agree with that. If I were to just say I want to come up with a system, because I, the, the way they do it as well with winner-take-alls and winner-take-mosts is, is interesting as well. That helped Donald Trump lock this nomination up. Mm-hmm. And as much as he said it was rigged against him, it was actually rigged for him, or at least it, was, it helped him because anybody who wins by a vote in some of these states that were big for him, he won all the delegates. Um, and I, I, the, you see the problems with the way the Democrats do it, though. This is a long slog because Hillary Clinton wins by 12 points in an election and wins, uh, delegate, wins the delegate race by, like, one. So this race goes on forever. She's in this primary forever because she can't put him away with multiple winner-take-all states in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, she this has been an issue where Donald Trump was able to put away Ted Cruz um, and Kasich and Rubio because, I mean, Rubio is a great example of this. Rubio, if that was a proportional state, almost definitely would have continued if Florida was a proportional state. 
Mm-hmm. Because he would have been like, well, I lost the delegates by eight. I'll just move on to the next state. Instead, he won by 70 or whatever it was, 57 or 79, 99. It was 99 delegates in Florida, wasn't it? 97, I can't remember. But he lost by so much, it was there's no way he was going to come back, and he quit. Yeah. You know, you wonder if, uh, you know, that's a, it helps shorten that process. Certainly. The one thing I might do, and we've talked about this before, is go to uh, regional primaries. Yeah, I do That's like the that. one thing I might do is just bunch everybody together, do four regions, and you're done with it. Yep. Four regions, one a month or, or one a week. One every two weeks. Uh, even. One every couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. Give, give a chance to, to the candidates to go and campaign in the various states. So you do one every two weeks. I like that. And, and you do a different region every two weeks, and then in eight weeks you're done. Yeah. You're done. It's just it's too long and drawn too out. Too long. And it, really. it costs too much money. I mean, it's ridiculous. But look at this with the Libertarian Convention. That's coming up this weekend. If you happen to watch any of the debate uh, that aired on The Blaze this weekend, kind of gives you a, a basic sense of where these candidates stand. Um, but there's no primaries. I mean, they have the same thing they had in North Dakota, like they'll vote, but that doesn't mean anything, you know, that type of thing. Right. But like, yeah. they're going to go to a convention with a bunch of delegates, of all party insiders, and yeah. they're just going to choose from these delegates people that have been inside the party for a long time that are activists inside the party. The, the regular person cannot go and vote on the primary day. Um, and if you don't like it, cases. tough. Yeah, that's the way it works. And that's tough. the way it works with all of these parties, exception, with the exception of the Democratic and Republican, because they're the biggest ones. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of it's interesting the way like you know it's so complicated and I actually think there is something to what John Oliver is saying there and that like I don't like the, it coming from him he's the wrong vehicle for that yeah pisses me off okay Packer, I, I don't need your liberal foreign nonsense here okay changing our system it's better than your system John so shut up Let's just I think we proved that in the 1700s I think we did all right 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 right. Triple eight seven two seven back more patents still coming up. Is he actually in English? <laughs> I think he is. Yeah, I think he's still an English citizen. Oh really? Yeah, I looked it up once because I was pissed about another issue. <laughs> he's criticizing us again. <laughs> sharing with us so we don't have to talk anymore <laughs> all right that's uh one of the most uh, powerful highly powerful. demanded uh viewing yeah. moments of the day jeffy uh can we start can i ask if we start uh with the bee sting and the story behind it because you're you look like you got punched in the eye um I, I, you know the first thing that uh, several uh females in this building said to me today when they first saw me is like you finally got hit yeah because they're uh, all dreaming about doing it. <laughs> uh, no, I was just uh, you know, walking into the garage from outside of the house, and the bee was going out of the garage, and mm-hmm. we ran into each other. And what do you mean we ran into each Who talks that way about a bug? <laughs> we ran into each other? Normally, when you see a bee, if you have time, you move out of the way, or right. the bee moves out of your way. But we didn't have that opportunity since we were coming from light to dark and the bee was going dark to light. And we just ended up meeting each other, him right and there above my eye socket. 
Yeah, and the bee didn't. Uh, no, the bee you, did not win. You fought the bee, and the uh, bee I, won. No, because I killed that son of a. He's the, dead. Oh my gosh. Okay, I pulled him. I, that is terrible and hateful. I pulled him. I, I grabbed him right here, and pulled him out. I'm pretty sure that's what saved my eye from not swelling up anymore. Because it's pretty red. I, I mean, know uh, it's it's sore, but it's. You look like you're wearing makeup, actually, in that eye. Like you're you're maybe making a transition here. <laughs> well. Well. I mean, maybe I don't want to. Nothing wrong with that. Maybe I don't want to come out of the closet yet. At all. We're just saying. I don't want to come out of the closet yet. Whatever you choose is okay. <laughs> um, I just felt really, it was like, I, I just got stung. I mean, I was pulling this thing out of my eye socket, and I don't remember the last time I got stung by a bee. Yeah, it's been a long remember. time for me. Long time. Yeah, it's not, not fun. No, it's not. It's not fun at all. Connecticut, the first time around. <laughs> Um, no, I thought, didn't you have a light bulb change or something here in Texas? Oh, that's right. Yeah, so it was here. It was here. That was, that was a wasp, though. That wasn't a bee. It was either a wasp or a yellow jack. You know, one of those. Uh, it was, that thing was nasty. <laughs> it stung me on my hand, and my hand swelled up to about right double or triple the size it normally is. That, I mean, that's what that happened. To, that's what happened. Yeah. Oh, so you're usually so it like, happened. Oh, so your whole body swelled up. That, I mean, that's that what, what happened. Saying? Mm-hmm. saying that's what happened. Mm. That's what you're saying, but uh, now what... in a few days you should be back to normal then. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you never know, though. Some of those new new bee venoms, man. Whew. Yeah, they're bad. New bee venoms? Yeah, they're bad. This is, some of them are permanent. They're coming in from other countries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, this is your segment where you um, give us some stories so we don't have to talk anymore, so go ahead. Okay. Well, let's talk about how good our military is and uh, the excitement uh, that was the, uh, ah, yes, the rise and shine marching of uh, the uh, United States military, West Point cadets marching along, uh, showing their wares as they march, and they're so proud and happy. And oh. Oh, was that a young girl just texting on her phone? That's how good our military has become. Really? Wait. It's, I, it's unbelievable. Can we see it again? I want to see yeah, it again. It's unbelievable. Wait, one of the cadets was texting. Watch this girl here looking down. Oh, oh yeah. on the phone. <laughs> oh, there she is. God. Oh, yes. The military is It's a wonderful place these days. <laughs> That's where we're at. Wow. It's great. Uh, it sucks. Oh, probably not. Probably not ideal. That's bad. You know. Probably not ideal. No, not ideal at all. Maybe she was looking at intelligence. You know, there's intelligence <laughs> right. downloaded to her screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Set right. It to my screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And also, let's uh, let's just call today the uh, the day of one name performers, females that uh, you know is having their day in the mm-hmm. sun or the spotlight or whatever you want to call it. Because <laughs> I, I want that got... on graphics so bad. The day of. The female performers the yeah, that find single their names, way yeah. into the sun or yeah, the spotlight Because you got Cher, right? Happy mm-hmm. birthday to Cher. Yeah. She just turned 70. We should have, uh, we should have a picture of Cher because she looks great for 70. You can barely... Now, see, that's a good picture of her, actually. That's an airbrush picture of her. Oh, God, Oh, yes. my gosh. Can we see... I wanted the... Uh, Please, we need the, the, oh, come on. the real picture. That's yeah, not her. That's... They airbrushed that, then they sent it through again and airbrushed the airbrush. And yes, then they sent it through, again, sent it through again, it again, and she okayed that. I mean, oh my God. Yeah, don't blame her. She looks about, you know, 30 or yeah. 35 there. Yeah, that was the 2014, so that's, she's only 68 there. <laughs> There's no way. That's There's no way. Like. And then uh, we saw Madonna last night at the Billboard Music Awards. I don't know that they have a picture of that because I didn't tell them I was going to do this, but she looked like I don't know uh, 
coming out of the closet as Steven Tyler. I saw a, I don't, she why? did not look good why at all. Why doesn't she and just the, put clothing on? The Prince, the Prince salute was not it's, that good. I know people were loving it, but it was not that not good. good. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of uh, uh, Prince. Anyway. BET actually, I think, tweeted, uh, uh, we know, we saw too, we got this, and they've got a big Prince special coming out oh, really? uh, soon. Yeah, so they're already like, we got it, don't worry Brittany about it. looked pretty good, though, as she does. The girl Brit looked good opening I, the show. I mean, oh, did she really? Yeah, she's still rocking it, man. I mean, really? it's amazing. Britney Spears? Yeah, yeah. And so we've had Shay. Oh, yeah, Britney looked good. She looked real. I mean, she was definitely Vegas. She has gone Vegas all out now. No question. Right? I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. She's well, still- what's the alternative? When was the last uh, Britney hit? The last- I honestly don't know, so I don't I'm, know I'm wondering. Because um, well, not- I'm so far away from the music scene now. Well, while I, you're looking at that, because we had, no uh, we had Cher, we had Madonna, and we have Adele. Three of the one-name female superstars. Adele mm-hmm. just ready to sign a new deal with Sony Records for $130 million. I mean, she's huge, obviously, what, right What now. does the deal include? Is that uh, like a multi-record deal? <laughs> she is. I mean, uh, is that just one $130 million for the next album, or is that... No, I'm sure it's a like multi-deal. Yeah, I'm sure it's a multi-deal, yeah. I'm surprised, because that... I know. Um, nobody's making money like that. Anymore. I know. That's amazing. Could be a tour. They did... Um, uh, Live Nation was a, is a company, one of the big tour companies, and they started something with uh, those 360 deals a while ago, yeah. which is like everything. Merchandise, oh, uh, the albums, whole deal, the whole tours, deal everything. But do you remember when Michael Jackson signed his deal in, like, had to be 91 or 92. I think we were in Baltimore at the time. And it was with Sony Records. Everybody was crazy. And it was a $1 billion <laughs> deal. Do you remember that? Yes. Michael Jackson signed the first ever billion-dollar deal and still went broke. Wow. <laughs> still went broke. Uh, all right, peak chart positions, Britney Spears, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let it off, 1998. Baby One More Time, <laughs> number, number one. Sometimes 21. Mm-hmm. You Drive Me Crazy, number 10. Oops, I Did It Again, number nine. Lucky, number 23. Stronger, number 11. I'm a Slave for You, number 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, is that the album or, or just these single? singles? These are singles. Okay. Uh, Toxic, number nine. Toxic Me Against the, the Music, hit. number 35. Every Time, number 15. Yeah, it's uh, a mid-charter. Give Me More, number three. What year? 2007. Number three, yep. piece wow. of me. No seven, okay. Piece of me, number eighteen. Uh, womanizer, number one. Nineteen. Number uh, one. Two thousand eight. Uh, circus, wow. number three. Okay. Uh, if you seek Amy, um, at number nineteen. Uh, the song three, you may remember. I don't. The song uh, three. Three. Yes. Oh, ben, I come do on. not remember. You were the just song humming it three. the other morning when you were walking in. No. Three. No. Number one. Number three went to number one. Yes. Hold It Against Me, which I do kind of remember. Number, what, what year was three? Uh, 2009. Okay. Hold It Against Me. Do you Hold remember this? Hold It Against Me. I do not. Okay. Uh, you might, uh, man, I don't know if you noticed it, but it was kind of like, you know, one of those clever plays on Yes. You know, it was kind of like if I tell you you have a beautiful body, will you hold, hold it, it against, against me? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Number one. Number one. 2011. Jeez. Uh, so till the World Ends. What you got to say, Pat Gray. Yeah, 2000 okay, till, till the World, world ends. ends. Number three, That's I not the old Three Dog Night song, is I, it? I doubt it. No. Okay. I Want to Go, number seven. Um, Still, that's top ten. And what here year? we go. Uh, that's 2011. And then uh, Work Bitch, which is a song right. I, I, she sang and she had on last right. night. If you want to be, that one I kind of know. I like that because we did it on the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to work. If you, if you want a Maserati, <laughs> if you want a Bugatti, if you want to, you know, uh, it was like all these things. It, honestly, I did it on Wonderful World of Sue at one point saying, 
this is a better speech than anything the president right. has right. ever said. Right. Yeah. It's like she's actually saying, if you want something, you have to work for it. If you want a hot right. body, you got to work for it. Um, number 12, 2013. And she's about to come out with a new thing. So, I mean, she's still pretty so relevant. 2013. Yeah. That's yeah, a pretty good run, man. More recent than I thought. It's a pretty good and run. And she's still banging, it, I mean, banging the shows in Vegas, man. Yeah, I mean, the, she's the still, Vegas thing is Maybe you should choose a different word there. You should. Why? Um, and then, uh, not to mention, if you go dance charts, she's Why? all over it. I mean, like, she's, uh, you know, obviously she's it. more of a dance chart phenomenon at this uh, point. And she hits that. Everything she releases goes to number one there. So, I mean, it's a pretty good run. Um, and no, it went, it's it's a great run. Yeah, I mean, and it's been since the late nineties. Yes, yeah, since the late nineties. So we're going on twenty years with Britney Spears now. That's amazing. And she still looks pretty good. Yes, she does. Uh, you know, unlike some of these stars that uh, there was a time when she, you know, went through her. There's some rough Pat Gray face. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you, My Pat Gray faces have unfortunately not stopped for about 20 years. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, it's uh, still a phase, though. It's Never still know. a phase. Never know when you're going to slap out of it. My right. Stuber gear face has unfortunately lasted 40 years, <laughs> uh, which is all of my years. This is sad. The Jeff Fisher face. Oh, come on. I mean, look. That's How been since grade school, right? It's not, people are now calling it not a phase, which I disagree with completely. <laughs> well, how many centuries make a phase? That's my argument. Right. I, That's my argument. <laughs> I don't think it is. We'll have to talk about that off the air. You're playing 727. Here's the phone. I'm going to back with more in a second. That's his argument. It's his argument. How many centuries are a phase? Thank you. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Well, the next what am I resisting? The United States had that phase of freedom that is coming to an end, apparently. <laughs> Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Interesting day in the presidential campaign as the general election hasn't even really started yet. And the, the thought was you know what's going to happen. Uh, Donald Trump is going to come out and he's going to say something offensive about women. And then Hillary Clinton is going to respond and say, look at this guy, he's offensive to women. And then Donald Trump is not going to stay, take that standing, uh, standing back. He's going to come up and say, wait a minute, what about Bill Clinton and how he treated women? So that hasn't really happened yet. Bill Clinton just skipped, not only, or, or, or excuse me, Donald Trump skipped not only the first part of that, just went all the way to what seemingly would be like the end game nuclear explosion in this uh, argument, mm -hmm. which is essentially accuse Bill Clinton of raping people uh, before the general election even starts. He released this ad on Instagram. This is, I mean, utterly amazing that this has happened already. We're in May, and this is the ad you're seeing from Donald Trump. Very nervous. No woman should be subjected to it. But it you, was an assault. It starts to uh, bite on my top there, and I try to pull away from him. <laughs> what? Trump, make America great again. That so I mean, that doesn't even really make sense. No, I don't know what the hell's that, going that's on. That's how there. he speaks. It that's, is. Wow. That's it's almost like he made it yeah. on iMovie. Wow. Like he was just sitting that's down bad. at his desk making it himself. So uh, we can, it's an Instagram ad, so it's only like, I think, what, 15 seconds? Um, so it's in, you know short. But the idea is, first of all, you have the White House with Bill Clinton kind of fading in with a cigar in his mouth, mm -hmm. obviously, mm -hmm. uh, intentionally. Then uh, 
two clips from two women. I don't. I can't recognize their voices. I assume one of them is Juanita Broderick, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the other is Paula Jones, or possibly. I, I, I don't know who. Another, you know, obviously there's or several. Or could be Kathleen Willie. Kathleen Willie, one mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and who accused Bill Clinton of uh, assault or rape or something. And then, so clips from them that you, c- you can't really understand even what they're saying. She's crying throughout it. Mm-hmm. Then it just cuts to Hillary Clinton, who's laughing. <laughs> obviously not about that, but just her cackle. And then Trump, uh, uh, here we go again. Uh, and let's make America great again. <laughs> wow. And again, here we go again. Make America great again. Like it's just, it, it's really poorly done. But really I mean, bad. What? Well, that's a broadside, right? I mean, that is like you thought that if this got really ugly at some point, he might bring out the rape accusations. Mm-hmm. He's like leading with it. It's just, it's just, where does he go from there? I, you know what I was thinking, Pat? In all seriousness, I shudder to think. For how many years have we <laughs> joked on this show and on the other show? about the murder, the Clinton murder list. Oh, forever. 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 Because there's a, a, a thing that's gone around online for decades. He's got to go to that, right? He's he has to. absolutely has to. going He's to that got at some to point. go to the, well, it was reported. It was reported. It's, you know, on, and, and it's this on the is, website. Oh, that's all I know. This is how he will do it. I mean, my, my, in yeah. my estimation, he will make uh, uh, Pecker go and, and put a story in, in National yep. Enquirer. So it's yep. out there. And it'll be out there, and then he will talk about it, which will make Hillary have to answer for the Clinton death email that's been circulating for a couple decades. Which is, of course, true. But, I mean, nobody will touch it, except maybe the National Enquirer. I, I absolutely, they will. Uh, and that's I, amazing. I think that's where this will end. Yeah, I think you're right. The, you're right. It's going mean, to go to the death list. You've got to say. Which is I, 101 I, I, strong now. Yeah. Is it, right? it it's not a, 49 anymore. No. It's like 101. But like I. <laughs> we just added one not long ago. Oh, yeah, wow, we that's did. Sad. That's sad. It is um, sad. Obviously, I don't the, believe the Clinton death list, but I believe it what? more than I believe the JFK assassination thing. I mean, that's. Oh, right. Like come the, on. The, the, yeah, the, yeah. the Rafael Cruz. Like there's a zero point zero percent chance that any of that is right. There's a, there's at least some chance that one of those people on that list might be true. I like mean, I don't believe that. But, yeah. Like ninety eight. Are you ninety nine somewhere right. in there? Yeah, sure. That's yeah. exactly what I mean. But that's what he will do. <laughs> he, will he will do what you've been doing all this time. He will, and he As will make joke. Hillary actually answer for Mostly. it. I mean, I mean, again, not, I don't. Not, that's a bit of joke. Mostly. So, well, not to those families, somewhat. I will say. Not to those families. Not to those families. Uh, families yes. I, I am not a, um, a fan of Trump. I don't, I, I, you know, what? I don't have a dog in this fight, honestly, anymore. I mean, I think yeah, both of them are going to be terrible. But it is going to be entertaining television. It's There's gonna, it's no be doubt to watch. about that. Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, they're just going to be. I, I mean, she, when he does come up with the Clinton death list, that's going to be some fun. That's absolutely going You're going to love that. I'm going to love that when he does that's that. It's going to be funny. Um, and the other part about it is. <laughs> Bill Clinton. Love it. Bill Clinton could handle Trump. She can't. She can't. She no, cannot she, handle it. That's part. Of, Bill she, she's just bad. And Bill, Bill, circa uh, nineteen eighty-eight, can't handle it. But yes, Bill he can't, can't handle, handle it today. today. No, he can't. He he's can't off take his on, game. He he's cannot up, take on Trump anymore. He's, he's off his game. I mean, he's still Bill Clinton, but he's not the Bill Clinton. He's though. really not Bill Clinton anymore. He's, no, he's you know he's, he can barely walk at this point. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, if you go back to him in his prime as a politician, oh, he, he, he could destroys handle. Donald. Trump. He could handle it. She can't though. Cake. She yeah. she is not good at this. That's because she does, she doesn't know how to make people like her. There might she's be not, only she's two, not likable. No. There might be only two politicians who could have taken Trump, Trump, and that's Bill Clinton in his prime, and Barack Obama now. I, I think Obama would stomp him too, but yeah. but Clinton can't. 
I mean, if they if they trotted out I Joe think, Biden, he wouldn't no, be able no to. No you way. know, Glenn asked this morning, who on the Democrat well, side I, could? And I think maybe Al Gore. Maybe. I, I, I but think, I don't even know that Gore would do it. I don't know. I'm still I'm not as I'm not as on that bandwagon as you are. I actually think Biden, because he is similar to Trump. He's a fighter. They give him He'll a lot say of anything. Leeway. He will. He's aggressive. Mm, He'll go back at true. you. He he's he is in a weird way likable to a lot of people because yeah, he is. because he's he's, he's, Joe. Oh, he's Joe. Yeah, uh, sure. Joe. and they actually he, like I, the weird things. They he like says. the weird things he says. I think he would give Trump a lot of problems because yeah, he might. He's and, and he and you know again like I that's disagree. A good, that's a good argument. I disagree with Biden on a lot of stuff, but he you know he knows mm-hmm. his stuff. Like he he's been in these battles oh, before. He, he has more knowledge about yes. things than yes, Trump he does. does. I mean, yes, he and he's wrong on everything, but he's, he, he, uh, he understands. And he doesn't sound as bad. The, he doesn't have the cackling sound when he says right? it. The people who clean this building every night have more knowledge <laughs> than Trump does. Oh, 100%. On issues. Uh, I thought that, that that's issues. without argument. Within, no argument. But with Biden, he, he knows debates. I mean, he did well against Ryan in that debate. Uh, you know, um, yeah. Last time. He, yeah, he did. He, he knows how to play that game. He's he actually he's beat been Ryan, through. Uh, Ryan. And I, I was surprised about that. And you know how he beat him? Was he just talked over him over and yeah. over again? Smile. And, you know, and while Trump would fight back and that would be a, a mess, Ryan backed off of it and smiled and tried to, oh, I mean, look at this guy. It didn't work. Trump, they'd just be fighting at each other, but they both have the same characteristics. Yeah. And I don't know in that debate. I, I, this would have been a great year for Biden to run. Because yeah, he could have beaten, I, I think it. he could have beaten he blew it. Uh, Trump. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do it coming up. Uh, you know the movie North by Northwest by Cary Grant, and, and you know the movie Star Wars. I've never heard of either, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is sort of a, uh, a kind of a combination of the two and by somebody, Fabrice Matthew, Matthew, who maybe had a little too much time on his hands. Uh, it's sort of Hitchcock meets George Lucas, and Cary Grant is dropped off at a bus stop in the middle of nowhere on Tatooine. <laughs> um, here it is. <laughs> that's Cary Grant, and that's a TIE fighter right there. Thank you, Pat. He's waiting for the TIE fighter to arrive. It's a poor design to run someone over. C-3PO is also there for some reason. You would have thought the TIE fighter would have a little better aim than that? Yeah. Um, apparently not. Apparently not. 
Uh, I guess we got uh, part two of this as well. Okay. Amazing. Again, how much time does this something uh, like this take? Lot. I have no yeah. idea, but a lot. Watch. Yeah. What is know. that for? I mean, it's sort of fun. Yeah, but I, I mean, a lot of time. You know, that's interesting. Um, let's also look at the. Uh, which one are we, are we doing? The richest people, or are we doing the seventies? Uh, I think stuff? we're doing the seventies. Yes. Okay. Let's yeah. see. So, let's keep the richest people for tomorrow because I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Richest people in each state. We'll do that tomorrow. Uh, here is uh, ads from the seventies uh, that would blow your mind. From uh, these are apparently sexist. Uh, six ways to turn her on. And there she is, uh, all ready to be turned on with that Farrah Fawcett-type hair. Uh, I was kidding. And it's all like hair products. <clears throat> yeah, you can give her hair products. That's how women get turn around. around. Just so you guys know. Uh, you know that, right, Jeffy? Uh, next up. Yeah, where will you be when your diarrhea comes back? Oh, that's just sick. Oh, that's a good that question, though. And there, the, yeah, there he is with uh, two attractive women in a hot tub. Come on now. That's well, nasty. It's an important question. It is. Gonna, it's something you should think about when no, going out. Uh, no, you should never think about that. That's gross. <laughs> Next up, the nipple bra. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh, now you can have a sensual no bra look while wearing a bra. Oh, so you you want to hold... So you get... All right. Okay. So the the nipples come with the bra, right? Yes. So like it looks okay. like you don't, you're not wearing a bra, but your boobs are still pushed up. <laughs> okay, that's that's great. There you go. Uh, next up, uh, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. It's true. <laughs> more doctors. Well, that's a fact. I mean, they can't argue with facts. No. That's a fact. I mean, they stated it. All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, men love fannies. They and, do. Uh, they do. Uh, so this is underwear with the butt cut out? Is that what that is? Or Jeffy, can you uh, walk us through this? <laughs> <laughs> that is a weird yeah, so this plus it, it gives you the uh, the underwire, okay. like you have for the underwire bras, which holds your breasts up. They do that so, so it holds, holds your the panties up. up, too. Yes. All right. Okay. Next up. There you go. Next up. Uh, how mother and baby picked up a, um, a case of Blatt's beer in your home means much to the young mother, and obviously baby participates in its benefits. Wait, so you're breastfeeding the beer? I don't like know. Like, it's like she's drinking the beer and then breastfeeding and then... <clears throat> yeah, come on, that's super old. How old is that one? Do we know? That's the that's, 70s. That's not 70s. The malt in the beer... That's 70s. Flats beer? Nourishing qualities that are essential at this time in the wow. hops. That's not 70s. Act as an appetizing, stimulating tonic. That uh, seems like a 20s ad. Yeah, it does. Uh, all right, the next one is uh, New Yardley Lips, Lip Licks. Tastes like Grandma's favorite recipes. So they're, it's lipstick... 
that uh, tastes like grandma's. Oh, I mean, that's, that actually sounds awesome. So kiss him in his favorite flavor. Yeah, I mean, KFC is doing that, too, with the finger-licking uh, finger good uh, mm-hmm. nail polish. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. That, yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. All right, what do we got next? Uh, how a new Hamilton washer and dryer can get a marriage off on the right foot and keep it that way. Think about it. Well, as long as she's doing the washing and ironing. Yeah, thank you. And stuff. Then she seems to be sitting be okay, and enjoying right? a beverage. That doesn't seem very 70s. Uh-uh. Uh, man's vest with cap. <laughs> Just, <laughs> why not? What's wrong with that? Those are those, It looks really good. Sporting knitting knitting vest and hat. Those are good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. very nice. Mm-hmm. Knit sweater, knit cap. Uh, Daily Bananas uh, shows us this one. Um, the four slice toaster. Very the four slice toaster and the two slice. Well, everyone's excited about toasters. I love freaking love it. I do too. I bought this toaster oven, man. Oh, God, I'm obsessed with it. Was it a toaster oven? Oh, God, it's so yeah, good. That's an old invention. No, I know, but it's, it's updated technology. Okay. So, and the, the light comes on and it makes it cooks it all perfectly even and gets everything nice and crispy. Oh, God. Okay, this is just disturbing. Anything you can do out of a suit, you can now do in a suit. And he's doing this uh, really nasty uh, pose. Yoga there. type pose or something? That's uh, really creepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Cricket to your suits. Uh, you know, if you subscribe, not everybody. Wonder sauna hot pants. Um, okay. Again, creepy. <laughs> Those didn't work well. No, I no? bet they didn't. No. Mayan eggs from Hellman's. What? How do we not have mayonnaise on set right now? Eggs, eggs. taste lighter, smoother with Hellman's. Uh, it's real mayonnaise, fresh. Oh, that so they're saying scramble nasty. it with some mayonnaise? I don't know. Nasty. I'm kind of on the mayonnaise bandwagon right now. Mayonnaise bandwagon. That sounds good, but I like the look of it once it's done with don't the surrounded dare. by bacon. That looks good. Lime cheese salad? Yeah. Uh, no. No, no thank you. I am in on mayonnaise, though. Kicking jeans. Uh, don't bind your legs. Uh, you can kick like, uh, I guess, Chuck Norris in these. <laughs> And attention male chauvinist pigs. Here's some hush puppies with uh, heels. Where are the man eggs? Where are they? I want man eggs so bad right now. Don't forget the bacon. (laughs) 